The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I am your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister and Executive Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. We're in the midst of a series titled Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, and it's based upon a book of the same title by the author T. Harv Ecker. Now, one of the things that I do want to mention is during this series, you know, I really haven't been getting the calls. So I want to make sure that you all know, and I I actually say it on on every show, but I just want to make sure that I reiterate that you can call in and ask questions because sometimes your question can help others. You might be listening from different places around the world, but if you're listening live and you have a question, Call in. The number is 816-251-3555-816-251-3555. And for whatever reason, my brain always likes to go back to that old number that we used to have because I said it for so many years that it's, it's the neural pathway in my brain is just ingrained with that old phone number. So before I actually get into teaching uh, or continuing to teach this book, I just want to also remind you that, you know, you can check out Christ Universal Temple on our live stream from 10.30 a.m. until 12 noon Central Standard Time. Go to www.cutemple, the word, the letter C-U, the word temple altogether, .org, and check it out. Or you can go to our YouTube page and do the same. Now, why is this important? Because it helps you get connected to a community that's supporting your way of thinking, even if you don't live in the Chicagoland area. And obviously, if you live in the Chicagoland area, we will be more than happy to have you come and worship and fellowship with us. But beyond that, being in alignment with a collective consciousness that's going in your direction matters. That's thinking in alignment with you matters that can give you support it matters so check us out and i think you'll like what you see 
Uh, I also want to just let you all know, for those who listen to this show and want to see me preach, I'll actually be preaching at Christ Universal Temple on September 29th, uh, 2019. I don't know when people will listen to this show. Anyway, so if you want to watch the live stream, obviously come check it out. If you're in the Chicagoland area, I would love to have you come out and come down after service and let me know, hey, I came to hear you. I listened to you on True Transforms. That would be fantastic. I would greatly appreciate it. So, you know, again, September 29th, and I'm going to be teaching the law of increase, the law of increase. So if you're looking for some increase in your life, come learn how to work the spiritual principles for increase. I got some good stuff waiting for you when you get here or when you log on to watch it. So, again, T. Harv Ecker talks about in this book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, Mastering the Inner Game of Wealth, uh, a lot about the psychology of wealth. And I think it's really important that, again, you get the book if you haven't purchased it, because I'm not going to cover every point. More importantly, it might be a sentence in this book that the spirit of God in you will use to absolutely help you transform your space. And I think it's important for you to recognize that your own study, your own reflection matters. One of the things that I learned from one of my mentors and spiritual mothers, the Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin, who uh, made a transition in 2013, she, she was a, you know, a master teacher, you know, pound for pound, maybe the best metaphysical Bible teacher that I've ever, you know, personally met. I mean, she was, she was fabulous. And she would always say that for her study was a means or a way into higher states of consciousness. That's not actually a direct quote, but her, you know, some people say, well, they pray, they affirm, they meditate. You know, they do whatever their practices. She said she would study, and the study studying would get her to the space that she needed to be. And I just and I told her once she revealed that in a, in one of our ministerial classes when I was in the ministerial program for the Johnny Coleman Theological Seminary. Uh, she revealed when she, once she revealed that uh, fact in her own personal life, after the class was over or the break, I mentioned to her that I do the same thing because I would wonder why people say, well, you know, I'll just go get still for an hour or, you know, you know, it, you know, all this mystical stuff. And I say, well, you know, when I need to get in my space, I just read. And as I contemplate what I read, it takes me somewhere else. So for me, study is a form of prayer. Study is a form of meditation. Study is a form of reflection. It is a, one of the ways and the primary way that I use to help me get to where I want to be. And you might be that type of learner and you don't know it, but you have to experiment. So I know some people don't want to read any books. They just get still and they know. For me, the contemplation of ide spiritual ideas ends up having me turn within and now spirit is giving me something new and fresh well, well beyond what I read on 
on the page. And I actually like real books too, not just uh, digital books. I'm working on that because I have books on my iPad that I still haven't read. All right. So, wealth file number 14. And I started off teaching it um, last week. So I want to kind of go back over this again. Rich people manage their money well. Poor people manage mismanage their money well. And this kind of just boils down to a, a few things. One of them is divine order. Last week I talked about how he quotes the book, The Millionaire Next Door, Thomas Stanley, and how most millionaires um, have habits that you wouldn't imagine because we're so used to seeing the entertainer, you know, the athlete, you know, the singer, et cetera, uh, splurge on TV and on the internet now that we don't realize that that's not how most very wealthy people actually spend their money or utilize their money is a better term. If you really want to master the game of wealth, you have to manage your money well. If you want to master the inner game of wealth, you must manage your money well. You must know where your money is going. You must know where it is going. All right. So he says at the bottom of the page, I'm not going to read all the stuff over again. He said, poor people either mismanage their money, page 145, or they avoid the subject of money altogether. Many people don't like to manage their money because first, they say it restricts their freedom, and second, they de- that they don't have enough money to manage. And again, even if you're at the current stage of robbing Peter to pay Paul, you got to get clear about where your money is going, even if it's not, quote unquote, enough to handle your current responsibilities then know where it is going and be clear about it. Be clear about it. And then look at your life like a business. You incorporate it. Where are your resources going? Where can you cut expenses? Because it does make a difference. I talked about that as well. You incorporate it. Where's your money going? Where's it going? Even if you say it's not enough right now, do you know where it goes? Are you really clear or do you look up and all is gone again? And I think it goes without saying that our habits can literally destroy our wealth. You know, when people, for instance, are... uh, you know, have a gambling issue or problem. That problem can literally destroy your wealth. There are people who are high income earners who lose everything because they love to gamble. You know, I love it when people tell me how much money they won at the casino. And when I ask the question, I'm like, that's great, fantastic. You know, how much did you spend this month to get that money? And I'm not trying to be disrespectful or, you know, rain on anybody's parade. Well, I used to say that. I don't really say it now because it don't matter to me. But back when I was younger, I would say things like that. Now, just like, do you. 
Um, but even, but I still have the thought. If it, if you've spent five thousand to win two thousand, you you you've just taken a loss. If people have habits where they have to buy the 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 next new and hottest thing, no matter what, even when they haven't budgeted for it, when people take trips, or I, you know, I'll I'll pay my rent later, my car note later, my mortgage later, and they take trips. That's not that's not managing money well, and it creates stress not just for you but the, for the people who love and support you, because when you get into a, a jam. Who do you normally call? Whoever you are calling, you're also creating stress for. Sometimes it could be a situation, a circumstance where people just have habits they just not need to deal with. You know, uh, you know, I was watching the Dennis Rodman uh, 30 for 30 on ESPN last night, and a person who made millions on top of millions of dollars basically just blew it all away partying every day, buying buying liquor for the whole bar you know night after night hosting people night after night and what that looks like after a while is you're burned out and you don't have any money so be mindful of your habits anything can become a habit that's problematic right down to are you you know you know walmart or or uh, Amazon.com junkie, where you just got to order, 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 order. You have to manage your money well. You have to manage your money well. You have to manage your money well. Anyway, moving on. So, not to cover all the stuff that I covered last week. I'm jumping over to page 147. You must acquire the habits and skills of managing a small amount of money before you can have a large amount. Remember, we are creatures of habit, and therefore the habit of managing your money is more important than the amount. The habit of managing your money is more important than the, than the amount. That's the key. Know where your money is going. If you want to be rich, you have to be intentional about your money. All right. So he gives a few um, pieces of advice that I want to pass on here. On page 148, he says, open a separate bank account designed for your financial freedom account. Put 10% of every dollar you receive after taxes into this fund. This money is only to be used for investments and buying or creating passive income streams. Now, I, I, I can hear people saying right now, but I can't put 10% of everything I own after taxes into an account. Well, let me ask you a question. What can you put in it? Just allow that to land. Can you put 2% in for the first several months? And then 3%? And then 5%? And if even if it takes two years, three years for you to get to 10%, you've placed a goal in front of you and you've accomplished and you, you eventually you'll get there. So if you can't eat the whole elephant, can you at least try to eat the trunk? 
Anyway, so I'm going to go back and read it again. Page 148, open a separate bank account designated for your financial freedom account. Put 10% of every dollar you received after taxes into this fund. This money is only to be used for investments in buying or creating passive income streams. The job of this account is to build a golden goose that lays golden eggs called passive income. When you do get to, when do you get to spend this money? Never. It is never spent, only invested. Eventually, when you retire, you get to spend the income from the fund, the eggs, but never the principal itself. In this way, it always keeps growing and you can never go broke. So he tells a story. And I normally don't read the stories in the book, but I think this is a really good story because it's relatable. And I think uh, being relatable matters. Being relatable matters. Uh, so anyway, so he says one of our students named Emma recently told me her story. Two years ago, Emma was about to claim bankruptcy. She didn't want to. However, she felt she had no other option. She was in debt beyond what she can handle. Then she attended the Millionaire Mind Intensive Seminar and learned about the money management system. Emma said, this is it. This is how I'm going to get out of this mess. Emma, like all the participants, were told to divide her money into several different accounts. That's just great, she thought to herself. I don't have any money to divide up, but since she wanted to try Emma decided to divide up $1 a month into the account. Yes, that's right. Only $1 a month. Based on the allocation system we teach, using that $1, she put $0.10 cents into her FFA financial freedom account. The first thing she thought was, how in the heck am I supposed to become financially free on $0.10 cents a month? So she committed to doubling that dollar every month. The second month, she divided up two. The third month, four. Then eight, 16, 32, 64 and so on until the 12th month was 2,048 that she was dividing up each month. Then two years later, she began to collect some amazing fruits from her efforts. She was able to put $10,000 directly into her financial freedom account. She had developed a habit of managing her money so well that when a bonus check of $10,000 came her way, she didn't need the money for anything else. Emma is now out of debt and on her way to becoming financially free, all because she took action with what she learned, even if it was only with $1 a month. $1 a month. Really allowed at the land. $1 a month. And all she kept doing was double it, let me 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 double it. And eventually she developed the habit. So say, for instance, you went to a gym and you could barely lift any weights. Um, you know, um, you could barely lift any weights. Say so you got you were only able to lift 30 or 40 pounds and you just kept going every day 
You can't tell me that eventually you you couldn't go up to 35, then 40. If you're lifting over the course of a year, you started off with 30 pounds. If you went every day to the gym or you went four or five times a, a week, by the end of that year, you should be well over 100 pounds because you're just developing the muscle and making it stronger. We have to get the financial freedom muscle together. And make sure that, you know, we do what we need to do. Um, anyway, I think it's important for us to recognize that it's our habits that make us win. And it's our habits that make us lose. So... This is the same thing that many f financial experts, whether, you know, you're reading more self-help people like T. Harv Ecker or you're reading, you know, nuts and bolts people, you know, on CNBC talking about money. Or the Dave Ramsey's of the world or the Susie Orman's, the more popular, I'm just dropping popular names that people know. There's no reason to quote people that people don't know. The important thing that you have to get an understanding about is it's always about your habits, nothing else. It's always about your habits, nothing else. You either have habits that support your spirituality, that support love, that support peace, that support joy, that support uh, wisdom and understanding and support wealth. Or you have habits that don't. And the habits are directly connected to what you believe deeply in your subconscious mind. And what you are willing to condition yourself to do and be. You know, you know, one of the things I, I love about Tony Robbins is, you know, I'm not going to say it the way he says it. Uh, he always tells, he will always tell people, I built this, I'm going to use the word person because he doesn't use the word person. He uses a more colorful word. Because I built this person. This person didn't exist before I built him. And I feel the same way. And you should feel the same way. When you can look in the mirror and be proud that the person that you are, you are seeing, you built. I built this way of thinking. I built this way of behaving. I built this way of speaking. I built this way of interacting with people. I've built this way of developing prosperity. I've built this healthy body. I've built it. it, it in other words, it won't exist without your effort. And it won't be maintained without your effort. Moving on. All right. Um... So he goes on to say, page 149, it doesn't matter if you have a fortune right now, virtually nothing. What does matter is that you immediately begin to manage what you've got, and you'll be in shock at how soon you get more. So he gives another example of a person who was dealing with some hard money options. He says, I had another student at the Millionaire Mind Intensive Seminar say, how can I manage my money when I'm borrowing money to live on as it is? The answer is borrow an extra dollar and manage the, that dollar. 
even if you're borrowing or finding just a few dollars a month, you must manage that money because more than a physical world principle is at play here. This is also a spiritual principle. Money miracles will occur once you demonstrate to the universe that you can handle your finances properly. In addition to opening a financial freedom account, create a financial bank account, excuse me, create a financial freedom jar in your home and deposit money into it every day. It could be $10, $5, a dollar, a single penny, or all your loose change. The amount doesn't matter. The habit does. The secret, again, is to place daily uh, attention on your objective of becoming financially free. Like attracts like. Money attracts more money. Let me just stop there for a moment. The secret, again, is to place daily attention on your objective of becoming financially free. Like attracts like. Money attracts more money. Money attracts more money. Money attracts more money. This is one of the reasons why Reverend Ike would say, never curse the rich or you'll never be one of us. Money attracts money. He says, let this simple jar become your money maggot, attracting more and more money and opportunities for financial freedom into your life. Now, I can remember when I first came to Christ Universal Temple, uh, some of the, I'm going to say old timers, used to talk about how uh, Reverend Coleman would have these prosperity banks they would make. Unity sells them too, um, where... Um, a person would get in the habit of, of, I don't know if they still have them. I might have to check check on that to see. Um, having a little cardboard little box where you put money into it daily. But before you do, you bless it. It was a prayer you were supposed to say. And then put the money into the box. That after the end of the 40 days, 30 days, you can turn it into a donation. You can give it. You can save it. Whatever you want to do. But let me recommend it. I don't know if, you, again, Unity still sells that prosperity bank, but it's it's a it's a habit. Even if you have to go buy, I like literally go to a currency exchange or bank and get 30 singles or 40 singles, however long the process you want to do. And every day, take that money, bless it, put it into the box. Take that money, bless it, put it into the box. Take that money, Bless that, because what are you doing? You're building up the 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 habit of, and I'm gonna give you the the the, the principle. Blessing the substance increases the flow. Blessing the substance increases the flow. So even if it's one dollar, and you're taking and you're putting it into that box, not to spend or whatever, like I said before, just putting that dollar in daily. Putting that dollar in daily. Putting that dollar in daily. Not to be used as an emergency fund. This is to develop the habit of consciousness development. So we're going to take our break and uh, we'll be right back with True Transforms. All are welcome. 
We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm in the midst of teaching the book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Again, if you want to call in, you can call in at 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. So, you know, again, I just wanted to just, you know, reiterate that it's important that you really put some thoughts into this information that I'm giving you about these accounts. Anyway, so back to the book. Uh, yeah, I'm going to page 150. So he he gives some some basic stuff. He says, uh, let this simple job become your money magnet, attracting more and more money and opportunities for financial freedom into your life. You're building the habit of the money. All right. He says, now, I'm sure this isn't the first time you've heard advice to save 10% of your money for long-term investments, but it may be the first time you've heard that you must have an equal and opposite specifically designed for you to blow, to blow money and play. One of the biggest secrets to managing money is balance. On one side, you want to save as much money as possible so you can invest it and make more money. On the other side, you need to put another 10% of your income into a play account. Now, this is where he differs from some other people. Uh, T. Harv Ecker is like, okay, it might take you longer to do what you got to do, but you have to be in the standpoint of being able to enjoy the process. I remember years ago in the 90s, not 90s, early 2000s, early 2000s, I went to this class. uh, One of my friends had told me about, about the method he was using to develop wealth. And it was a hardcore disciplined approach to dealing with bills and things of that nature. And so I went, checked it out. And one of the things the guy said was um, th- that, um, you know, he had the debt snowball stuff that he was doing. And he said, every time I would pay off a debt before I snowballed the money over, he said, I would take my wife out to eat so, to celebrate, even if it was a small amount and they couldn't like, you know, go to the fanciest restaurant and all that. The idea was he wanted to psychologically impress upon him the um, on himself and his wife. I don't think he said he had children at the time. The 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 feeling impression of the success. So say, for instance, he was paying you know, a, a credit card bill off and he was paying $50 a month to pay it off, $60 a month, whatever. Once it was paid off, he'd take that $60, go take his wife out. Okay. Now, then after that, the next month, he would add that $60 to the payments he was doing for something else. So whatever, say for instance, he was paying $70 for, uh, for something else. Now, he put that on top of that, right? That's that that fifty and that sixty. Now you have a you pay that hundred and ten dollars, hundred and ten dollars, whatever, and then he would take his wife out to eat. Now I'm not saying he would spend all the money all the time. But eventually what he ended up doing was creating a way to where he felt as though he could 
pay off the debt he needed to pay off and psychologically uh, uh, celebrate along the way without it being like, I'm putting my nose to the ground and I'm not coming up until I'm out of this, which could be a faster method. But this guy was basically saying, hey, I want you all to recognize that there's a psychology to this too, not just math. And one of the things that I that I read the other day were about debt and the elimination of it. The elimination of debt was um, people who do the snow debt snowball versus the avalanche. And the debt snowball is you take the smallest bill, you put as much as you can on that and pay the minimum of everything else. And then when you finish it, you 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 take that amount, put it on the next bill, then you pay that off, take both amounts, put it on that bill, then you take those three, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Versus take the, the the bill with the highest interest, and the argument was, you know, if you do the avalanche, which is take the highest interest and pay that down, so you can pay your interest down, or do the av- or do the snowball, and the person said or wrote, if everybody did money based upon math, it wouldn't be an issue. In other words, the avalanche approach would be slightly. Well, you know, depending on your debt faster and your interest and things of that nature. He says, but that that discounts the human element. You know, if a person feels as though that they're not having any uh, ways to enjoy life, et cetera, then life is just mathematical. And we all know as feeling beings that everything is just precise, mathematical, or I'm just doing things because this is the most logical thing to do. If that was driving behavior, um, then a lot of things for the better or worse would happen. But that's not necessarily the case. You have to always deal with the fact that people have feelings and they want to feel like they've succeeded. And what T. Harv Ecker is basically saying is with the play account, he says it this way. Um why why have it? He says, because we are holistic in nature. You cannot affect one part of your life without affecting the other. Some people save, 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 and while the logical and responsible self is fulfilled, the inner spirit is not. Eventually, this fun-seeking spirit side will say, I've had enough. I want some attention, too, and sabotage the results. Get that. He says, on the other hand, if you spend, 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 not only will you never become rich, but the responsible part will eventually create the situation where you don't even enjoy the things you spend money on. And you'll end up feeling guilty. The guilt will then cause you to unconsciously overspend as a way of expressing your emotions. Although you might feel temporarily, be feel better temporarily, soon it is back to guilt and shame. It's a vicious cycle. And the only way to prevent it is to learn how to manage your money in a way that works. In a way that works. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, he says, your play account is primarily used to nurture yourself to do the things that you wouldn't normally do. It's for extra special things like going to a restaurant and ordering a bottle of the finest wine or champagne or renting a boat for the day or going to a massage or whatever. He says, or staying in a high-class hotel for extravagant night of fun and frolic. The play account rule is that you must spend, it must be spent every month. That's right. Each month you, you have to blow all the money in that account in a way that makes you feel rich. In a way 
excuse me, that makes you feel rich. Again, Reverend Ike would say, feeling gets the blessing. Feeling gets the blessing. Feeling gets the blessing. Really allow that to land. Feeling gets the blessing. All right? So, he goes on to say on page 151, uh, he says, for example, imagine walking into a massage center, dumping all the money from your account on the counter, pointing to a massage therapist and saying, I want both of you with me uh, with hot rocks and freaking cucumbers. After that, bring me lunch. And of course, it's a joke, but the point of it is you want to feel wealth. Some people won't do things that will that pamper themselves. And eventually, if your play account gets up to enough, it might be a situation where you're saying, you know what, I'm going on and I'm going, I'm I'm putting my vacation time in or I'm going to do whatever. And I'm just going to go for four or five days to the Caribbean and just relax. You say what? And that can be so beyond your thought right now. But if you don't start doing the smaller things like, okay, can I at least get a massage? Can I take a, or, or, or do something that makes you feel like you're, you're, you're prosperous? Uh, you know, it can be, it can be something as simple as, uh, you know, renting a nice room, hotel room. And renting a luxury car for a day and just drive around in a Jaguar or BMW or Mercedes Benz. And I'm like exceptionally serious right now because he's saying do stuff that makes you feel wealthy. So why would I blow money on doing that? Because you want to get the feeling like of what is what would it feel like? To, to stay, you know, downtown Chicago looking over the lake. Or you can see, you know, or, or you know, or, or whatever it is you think, because different people do different things. For some people, going and getting a camper and, and going to stay out in the woods for a weekend is their idea of prosperity. And for some people, going to a meditation retreat and pampering themselves with that is their form of feeling wealthy and self-care. You know, like I'm a big believer in uh, twice a year, one of my rules, twice a year, I go to some type of at least all day self-help seminar workshop event that's not connected let me be clear to my to the ministry that I that I'm con- the ministries I'm connected to in other words it's not Christ Universal Temple related and it's not Universal Foundation for Better Living related I do all that stuff too Panorama of Truth and etc um, or International Thought Alliance you know I was there early I was speaking etc I'm not talking about that stuff I'm talking about things where I, I I'm not Reverend McDowell. I could just be Galen and just absorb and learn. It makes a big di- it makes a big difference because 
as a person who's always giving out, I have to find ways to make sure I get because I'm always pouring from my soul. So how do you reboot? This is one of the ways you can do it and do it in ways that help you feel wealthy. So, you know, it could be, okay, I'm going to this Tony Robbins seminar. Did that this year. I'm going to see Jack Canfield. Did that this year. I'm going to uh, some leadership thing. I did that this year. And I've done other things this year. So, But I, I at least do two. Why? Because it matters. Where well, I'm not Reverend McDowell. Because well, here's the thing. When you walk into stuff where you still have an expectation of responsibility, even if you're not even technically speaking or presenting or whatever, when you're in the space of something, you're not completely just in receptivity mode. All right. So he goes on to say, the only way most of us will ever continue to follow our savings plan is by offsetting it with a playing plan that will reward us for our efforts. Your play account is also designed to strengthen your receiving muscle. It also makes managing money a, a heck of a lot more fun. In addition to the play account and the financial freedom account, I advise that you create four more accounts. The accounts, uh, the other accounts include, number one, 10% into your long-term saving for spending account, 10% in your education account, 50% into your necessities account, 10% into your give account. And again, you might say, I'm not there yet. And again, you can get this book and you can read the details of this. But the point is, okay, what can you do? You might at this point be 95% necessity. We'll put 1% in the other ones or 2% in one and uh, or 3% in one or whatever, or 2, 2, 1 or whatever you need to do if you're 95% necessity. He says again, poor people think it's all about income. They believe that you can have, a, you can earn, a, you have to earn a fortune to get rich. He says the fact is that if you manage your money following this program, you can become financially free on a relatively small amount. If you mismanage your money, you can't become fa financially free even on a huge amount of income. That's why so many high-income professionals, doctors, lawyers, athletes, and even accountants are basically broke because it's not just about what comes in. It's about what you do with it, do with what comes in. So he, he gives the baseline statement. It comes down to this. Either you control your money or it will control you. All right. So he gives a success story on, first of all, he gives the actions that you need to do. So, again, follow along and do what you have to do. Let me put, let me start here. But what I want to say, though. Uh, this is from a lady named Christine Kostler that wrote T. Harv Ecker uh, this letter. To put it simply, after attending T. Harv Ecker's Millionaire Mind Intensive, my relationship with money completely changed. And my business grew by 40% within one year. Most importantly, my husband and I finally got how important it is to save the first 10% of our income every month, no matter what. Now, I'm happy to say we've saved in the few years after attending Harv's program, excuse me, 
Now I am happy to say we have saved more in the few years after attending Harv's program than we had in the previous 15 years. Plus, the techniques we've learned for solving money issues in our relationship has kept us money argument free ever since. Harv's money management system is easy to follow and it works to your success. Now, there's a couple of things I want to get out of this letter. And I was going to read Teach Wealth 515 today, but I think I'm going to wait until next week um, and jump into that. So I want to spend a little bit of time with this letter because it's, it's more than, it's, it, than it says. First of all, after she got connected to T. Harv's lesson, the first testimony she gave was how her business grew 400% within one year. Why? Because you cannot outperform your own consciousness. You cannot outperform your own consciousness. You cannot outperform your own consciousness. More importantly, he said, uh, they got that they had to save the first 10% of their income no matter what. So that probably meant that it was some expenses that they had to figure out how to cut. Maybe they didn't eat as much fast food. I can remember... Um, uh, very wealthy guy that attends the church here um, did a seminar at the church with a few of our ministers uh, named Cuddy Bacon. And he talked about when he was doing his early investment work, uh, Cuddy would say um, at lunch, he was eating rice and beans every day because he figured, because he couldn't, you know, he was a man with a family and children. And he said he had to figure out a way to make, to, to find the money to invest. So he decided to use his work lunch money. So everybody else was like, hey, we're going out to lunch. What you getting? Bowl of, he was eating his bowl of rice and beans. So if you're working downtown Chicago, for instance, or even if you're working downtown Chicago, you're spending a lot of money on lunch every day. Ain't no other way to say it. Uh, you, you, you're you spending anywhere from 12 to 20 dollars 25 on lunch by itself you know even mcdonald's is higher downtown than it is other parts of the city but i don't know where it, how it is around you but let's just say whatever your average of lunch is imagine if 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 you're a person that's working or out and about in the day school and whatever just think about what you spend on lunch and i'm not telling you to do this i'm just you passing this on I'm saying you got to do it long term. What I, but what he did was he figured out how much money he was spending on lunch every day, or five days a week. Let's just say he was spending. This was years ago. Even if he was spending uh, something as simple as four dollars a day, you know, four dollars a day. Now. And then you just look at, you know, four weeks, right? So he's spending $4 a day for 20 days a week, a month, $80. Okay. So let's say he takes that $80 and he does that for a year. Now he has $960 to invest. $4, 20, 
120 days a month. $960. Now, I actually know that there are people who who might be listening to this show who don't have $960 even in savings right now. Right now. So, <laughs> this could be a method. Are you willing to, 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 to make the bag lunch or eat a Lunchable or whatever and and save that money up. Nine hundred. If if a person just saved from four dollars, and, and trust me, no lunch in the United States unless you go to McDonald's and get a, like a three dollar Mac Chicken extra value meal with a small frying pop is going to be under four dollars. But that by itself, done diligently, is nine hundred sixty dollars. But here's the thing: he was investing the money. So he didn't end up with $960. He got the compound effect of doing this $960. I'm just using that as an example. I don't know what he was saving. But let's just say it was $4 a, a day for 20 days a month. He would have gotten the compound effect of doing this year after year after year after year after year after year after year. So say, for instance, again, he did that for 10 years straight, $9,600. Now, I'm truly trying to really kind of just help you see how something as, as simple as $4 on any particular day, 20 times a day, can show up. So if he's $9,600, now the math will be off because this wouldn't be dollars for dollars. But let's just say, for instance, if he did that for 10 years, and he's getting anywhere between a 7 and 10% interest. Or let's just say, for instance, because this was back in the day, or even now, uh, you know, he's using that to leverage other things. But if you're building it and you're collecting interest on the money, it's not $9,600. Over the course of 10 years, and I'm not, and I don't want to do an accounting of percentages of how long it would take from this point to that point to this point to that point, because it's variables. It's not, it wouldn't be just me, you know, saying, okay, how much is that times eight percent? But let's just for for the show purposes, um, you know, just imagine what the compound interest could be if that practice was just maintained. It all goes down to the disciplines. What could you do right now? Is that the coffee, Starbucks, or you know whatever? And maybe it's not that. Maybe it's something else. I don't know. But figure out a way for you to start being able to play with these different levels of accounts. So you can prosper. Here's the other thing they said. By practicing it, they saved more money in a few years than they had done the previous 15. That's a major money move. 
and it gave them something else that was more important than all of it. It gave them a healthy marriage because it said, plus the techniques we learned for solving money issues in our relationships has kept us money argument free ever since. The number one cause of divorce is money issues. People arguing about money and the lack of it and what to do and the stress. Money problems call will cause stress in a family. As I was watching the documentary last night on Dennis Rodman, he uh, and he mentioned that his, you know, he he didn't know how to always interact with people. He said his mom didn't hug and all that other stuff because she was working three times a job, three times, excuse me, three jobs a week a day. She had three jobs a week. I don't mean she did all three in one day. She had three jobs with three kids because her husband left. And that gap of emotional attachment wasn't properly filled. Money issues create family issues. One of the best ways you can help heal your family is to get the money right. Because it creates stress when you're trying to figure out how something's going to get handled. When you are robbing Peter to pay Paul, when you have more month than money, figure it out. So, again, even if you have to, can't start psychologically from the 10, do 2, 2, 3%. But start somewhere. So I'm looking at the time, and it looks like we've run out of time for today. Uh, next week, I'm going to deal with wealth file number 15. And if I have time, because I like just taking my time with this stuff, I'll do number 16 as well. So, you know, I'm having a good time with this material. I pray that you are working it, doing what's necessary. Because as Johnny Coleman used to tell us, are always at Christ Universal Temple. It works if you work it. So you're getting the principles. Not gonna work it. God bless you. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.